Hi, my name's Scott the Miniature Maniac, and welcome back to Season Zero, Episode Three of the... Podcast. If you didn't hear that, again, that's Deafening Roar Podcast. My name's Scott, and I'm joined by... John! And we are two white dudes in a basement... <laughs> who like to talk about things related to miniature painting, but don't necessarily have the most authority to do so. It's so cold down here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Scott it's, says we don't need the heater on because then you'd hear it through the microphone. Oh, no, no, the heat's definitely on because the wife's home now and she would not tolerate oh. turning the heat off. So the oh. heat's on and it's still it's cold. Jesus. Welcome to my life. Wow. I paint down here. So. Does the paint freeze? No, it doesn't. It's not like 32 degrees down here. Freedom it's got to be like 49. Mm, no. Let's check the tape. It's like 60. <laughs> what? <laughs> the tape has a thermometer on it. I don't know. Okay. Uh, typically, the way we like to organize these podcasts are we talk about what we've been painting recently in the beginning, and then we tackle a question from the community, one that uh, basically has more of a conversation around it as opposed to being a one-sided quantifiable answer. So that being said, um, well, you know what? I always forget to shout you out. You know? Ah, well, it's because you don't like you know, anything. John I comes do. over. I don't pay him to be here. Uh -huh. I, I pay him in lunch. Yes. And I don't even... I get paid in chicken fingers. I don't even... <laughs> Literally. I don't even pump his... Rep his his stuff. So John's on Instagram. Right. I feel like I should be somewhere else. I don't know where yeah, maybe else. Maybe YouTube. Oh. That sounds like a lot of work, Scotty. No, it's really easy, actually. I know a guy that might help me learn how to do that, mm -hmm. though. Yeah, he... Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he's on Instagram. You can find him linked in the description below. Also on the screen right now. Um... Go check him out. He paints a lot of cool stuff, and he posts it on Instagram. Anyways, so Scotty, speaking of that cool stuff. Oh, uh, but, uh, wait. Side note: Do we should tell people where this is going to be at? Oh my! Other God. than YouTube. Other it, than YouTube, where can you find it? Uh, shit. <laughs> you can find it on SoundCloud and also on Spotify as audio versions instead of the video one. In case you don't have YouTube Red and you can't play a video without the screen being on constantly. So that's mm. the problem with audio podcasts on YouTube is as soon as you hit the lock button on your phone, they'll stop unless you have YouTube Red, which is like 10 bucks a month or something like that. Um, so yeah, better versions like SoundCloud and Spotify allow you to do that for free. So yeah, if you want the audio versions, that's where they're at. Okay, now moving on to John's cool stuff. What have you painted recently? Oh, uh, so uh, broken record, more competition piece. <laughs> uh, I, I hit a, a really exciting point though, just yesterday. Okay. Um, I am gotten to the point where technically I could enter the piece. Ooh. Right. This means I have the entire miniature painted and assembled, gap filled, okay. and he's on his base that he comes with out of the box. Uh, and all the gap filled stuff is painted. Ish, ish. It's yeah. I mean, you can hardly see the uh, the milliput, so it's close enough. Okay, can I ask you a question? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the thing about painting things in sub assemblies. Is like the question is, do I gap fill it later or do I gap fill it now? You know what I mean? Oh, do you like put it? Okay, it, it's a bare plastic or bare resin. Yes. Put it together. Gap fill, let it dry, and then pull it apart. Yes. And I've done this before with Vaseline. You Vaseline the joint, you shove it in there, you make like this Lego piece connection, and then you pull it out, and it keeps its shape. And then you paint it, and you put it together, and it's seamless. Uh, Side note, it sounds great. Yeah, that sounds great. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. It is so annoying to do. So what you did was you'd paint them separately, put it together, then gap filled it, then painted the seam. Mm -hmm. What did you use to gap fill? It's a resin model, right? Yep. Okay, what did you use to gap fill? Uh, epoxy sculpt. Okay. And you used a very small amount of it? Yeah, 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 very small. Okay. It's, okay, um, I'm not sponsored by Creature Casher, but I can tell you this, the way their models come <laughs> I am, because I'm a content creator. Okay. So uh, <laughs> the way their models fit together is so freaking smooth. Okay. It's so tight. Okay. <laughs> so uh, tight. So um, tight. And. There's just the faintest of lines. There are actually some spots on the wings. Oh, I hope this doesn't come out till after the competition, just in case like people will start looking at it. No, they won't. Don't worry. 
Um, there are spots that I'm not gap filling at all on the wings because Ooh. you can't even tell. It's where the the feathers like overlap each other. I'm gonna and go you tip the judges. Can't see that shit. You at see all. that one entry right there? He didn't gap fill. Um, I'm gonna do that. And then when I did that, I, I did it first when I attached his big giant scythe thing, and so I just gap filled. I didn't even prime over the the epoxy scalp. I just went straight paint. Okay. And I was like, uh, I did a little bit of highlights or whatever, and it's. Just those little seams. I'm like, it was so easy. Okay. I don't care. I didn't care. If it was a, a lot tinier of a model and, like, every one of those little one millimeter gaps means so much more, I think it's a bigger deal. But So okay. I have it all put together. I have, he is now standing on his rock base. Um, and now it's just on to the full display base. And so I've started Zenithal on that from multiple... Sources of light, um, and I did a practice uh, resin pour. Oh, I've never done a resin. practice one. Yes, that's I did a great a idea. One. Yeah, because I didn't for, do that. Uh, Luke Towen, I watched in one of his videos where he just uses painting tape and glue as his outline thing. I've done that. It freaking worked. What? It worked. It didn't work for me. No, it worked for me. Oh. It's not gonna work. I'm sure when it comes down to the dollars meets the donuts, dude. I did that and. The friggin' wood glue ripped off part of the side of the diorama. Like, huge chunks. Remember the video where I did Creating Hell? Yeah. So, yeah, that last part oh, where I... Oh, yeah. It ripped off huge shit. Yeah, but that wasn't that, like, foam? Yeah. Well, it was foam covered in... No, 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 no. It was foam covered in... What's that, like, modeler stuff? It's, like, kind of, like, spongy, and you put water in it, and then it turns into a paste. Spackle? Kind of like spackle, but not spackle. Whatever. It, sculpt mold. Sculpt mold. Okay. I used sculpt mold and probably also spackle on the edges and it ripped that crap right off. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Also, mine's mine's wood, so it's um, P, PVA mm. gluing wood. Maybe that's why. Okay, cool. Yeah, all right. All right. Uh, hey, it's bound to screw up when it when it meets the real deal, though. So What's the real deal? Like, when I actually pour it on oh, this way, you just think it's not going to work. Yeah, I didn't, like, practice on the actual display base. I practiced on something else. Use acetate and use mold release. No, but Luke Tone says you can do it with painter's tape and Elmer's glue. Unless you're going to fly Luke Tone out here from Australia oh, man, to man, do man. your resin pour. Man, man, man. Listen to me because I have all the experience. Man, man, man. I've done a resin pour one time. <laughs> And it went terribly. <laughs> Don't listen to me. I went terrible at this. It's, I'm doing it not very deep, though. It's it's very, very thin. Okay. Very shallow. Okay. So the one thing you got to be aware of is that it creeps up the walls, right? Shit. Uh, yeah. And then you worry about the how much it uh, evaporates. So there's this guy who writes for Massive Voodoo sometimes. His name is Joshua. He's German. can't remember his last name right now, but he has a lot of projects that are... They feature animals and lots of water. And he's become known as, like, the king of resin recently. Uh, Josiah or something? On, Joshua uh, Lai. Joshua L-A-I, Lai, yeah. Um, and he has an article on Massive about how he does it. And I think the one piece of golden advice about dealing with the side creep is to make your initial pour and then pour a tiny amount, once it's dried, on top of that resin, and it will fill the pool Oh, right. Um, because since that, that, that creep is so gradual, the resin isn't going to creep up the creep and cause another ramp. Sure. It'll just fill the top layer to make a nice, at least flatter top surface. Okay. So if you're doing a bigger resin pour, that's, a, that's an issue, something you should consider doing. Maybe for the small one, it isn't that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, but great piece of advice from Joshua. It's all about... It's all about when you're you're doing you're doing try hard mode, trying to like yeah. I'm really putting my all in in this piece. Yeah. To do some part, new technique, new thing that scares you. Yeah. Because that means you really like, okay, I'm really trying hard. I wanna do something new. Yeah. And if you do that every time you you, you do try hard mode, you'll you'll get better. Yep. Definitely. Okay. So, that's me. So where am I at? Where are you at? We are three weeks before Crystal Brush. And I haven't put paint on my mini. <laughs> <laughs> you you haven't primed, right? It's primed. Oh, yeah, that's paint. That's paint. Yeah, sure. Okay, fine. Um, yeah, whatever. You don't, uh, have, you don't have it base coated. Yep. So I've been spending so much time on the conversion of the miniature, and it doesn't even look good. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So I primed that it. A, that and, was a hateful laugh. You yeah, just so hate. Yeah. When you when you prime it, you know, all your sins are revealed, and my sins were in full light and in full glory. Um, so I tried whoever whoever left this comment either on YouTube or Facebook. I'm gonna hate them for it. But they were like, you should make the hair floating, like the fire below the witch is causing an updraft and making the hair float. I can't figure out how to do that. <clears throat> I've tried two methods. I tried a wire armature with putty on it, and I've tried using cotton, and they both look like garbage. Um, so I think I'm just gonna possibly not do it. Um, somebody gave me the idea to chop off. Lilith Hesperex's hair, a model from GW, and just use the part that's kind of like flowy to the mm-hmm. side. Uh, and I might do that. Or I might just not do it because it looks like absolute trash right now. Um, and I, I, if I recall back to Benjamin Cantor's video that I did for him where he gave me his list of things to do, mm-hmm. it's like, if you think something looks, looks like shit, it looks like shit and everyone's going to notice it. And oh, I was man. like, that's, that's what he said. And I was like, oh my God, <sighs> he's right. Um, so I, I, I'm either going to cut it off and get rid of the hair or try to do that thing with Lilith, possibly. I'm not going to do another attempt with cotton, though. Maybe if I got good at it, it would, it would work, but I don't have time to work on it right now. So model is converted almost, uh, undercoated. The base, I've started to put paint on. I've done mm-hmm. a nice fire uh, undercoat, and I started to paint the building like there is a light source from below. Mm-hmm. Um, so paint on the base at least, but these next three weeks are going to be real interesting. So I have a question for you. No like, questions. I feel like if I, if I was you and I was like, this was my piece. You would just give up? Spot. No, no. I'd give up. <laughs> And, and I was just like me doing it in my house. Like me last year for Crystal Brush, I hadn't, like nobody had seen my my piece. Mm-hmm. I didn't share it. I wasn't social media, whatever. Yeah, yeah. If I was at this point last year where you're at there, I would feel it would be easier for me to give up than you have that case right now. You have no, you failure's not an option. Failure's not an option. So that, this is actually the great thing. We talked about this last time we had a podcast where it was like, set a goal for yourself and have a, mm-hmm. have a uh, you know, some kind of accountability. And this actually has been a thing in my channel when I, when I was doing multiple projects. I am beholden to a YouTube release schedule yeah. and expectations of viewers. And they have an expectation that I finish this during or for Crystal Brush. And so it may not be that much pressure for other people, but my kind of perspective is if I make a promise, I'm going to see it through or it will kill me first. So when I when I started YouTube the first time, I said, okay, I'm gonna make a video once a week for a whole year straight. That was like a New Year's resolution in 2016. And I did it for six months and it almost killed me. <laughs> I was like, I can't, it, it was like ruining my relationship with my wife. I couldn't see my friends anymore. Um, that was before I discovered 5 a.m. Um, so understandable. I was like, it was multiple evenings I was using to make, you know, I didn't see my wife for six months straight. She hated me, understandably, uh, to be fair. I was, being a, I was being a terrible husband. But, um, so whenever I make a promise, it's like, it sits in the back of my head and it eats away at my brain. So for instance, I have, I shot a wedding video for a friend. His name is Ian. Um, he got married in 2014. 15 and I still haven't edited his wedding video but I have the I have the clips and I think about it once every two days maybe and it's a, and whenever I have a promise like this like to YouTube to make this piece I never forget about it and it eats away at me mm-hmm. all the time um, and so yes I will finish this for Crystal Brush and it will kill me <laughs> but I will <laughs> I will do it um, and it might be bad who knows that was a long tangent I'm sorry no it's not it's I it's absolutely True. So I guess what what can we learn from this? Unless uh, all of us start a YouTube channel, just as <laughs> our own accountability methods. Um, I think maybe sharing your work more. I think maybe talking to people about your goals. Yes. More. Yes. Sharing your goals. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then you know your sister or your wife or your best friend are going to be like, "Hey, weren't you doing something with yeah. this? Yeah. What'd you do with your life, loser?" <laughs> Yeah, so that's what I'm working on. Okay, now, mm-hmm. next part of the episode, we discussed a question from the community, and this is a question that me and John are really excited to talk oh, about. Oh, boy. Um, this comes from Adam Stevens, one of my patrons. Um, and the question is YouTube versus Twitch for miniature painting. Either talking about the pros and cons for both uh, communities, etc. So basically, 
this is a, this is a general question. It's not like a specific question about. It's like which one's better, YouTube or Twitch for miniature painting? Mm -hmm. I love this question, mm -hmm. and this is actually a really interesting. We're so interesting because mm -hmm. we're the coolest. No, but <laughs> I'm a content creator for YouTube, and I did Twitch for a year straight for like five days a week, year straight. Like not like I wasn't like I wasn't half in. I was like my full ball sack was in that process. Um, and and John is a huge consumer of Twitch and YouTube, so. I want to start with a caveat, and that caveat is, is that we are not going to specifically critique any individual person, and we're not, I don't want to pretend like we're speaking from a place of authority. Ultimate, ultimate authority. Sure. You know, yeah. we're just going to talk about our experiences with both, both platforms. So John, start with me. Talk about your consumption of miniature painting on both platforms. Okay. Um, and this is actually pretty timely that we're shooting this now, just in the last, I'd say, three weeks maybe a little bit more, um, especially I've been putting more time into my own painting. I've been integrating Twitch streams while I paint. Mm. <clears throat> and then that's grown to actually a little bit more of, of painting Twitch streams when I'm not painting. But a majority of my consumption is based on when I'm painting and then I can listen through um, while I'm actively uh, painting myself. And then I get a little bit of, of motivation that way. Okay. And it's mostly white noise. Okay. Uh, from a YouTube perspective, I I follow a bunch of content creators. There's not a ton of them that consistently put out what I would call high quality stuff. There mm -hmm. are some that put out high quality stuff, and there are some that put out consistent stuff. But there's not a lot of that I at least that I have found. I'm sure there's more out there that that do both. Yeah, that's the hard part about YouTube is that there are people out there that are making stuff that you would watch right now, but you just haven't found them. Yeah. It's the black hole. What about you? What is your consumption or what is your consumption level of both of these? And then mm -hmm. from your, obviously from a content creator perspective, what is your take from that side? I feel like I'm going to talk for a really long time. I don't want to do that. Okay. So I'll talk Chop about, it up. I'll talk about con consumption first. Um, I've consumed YouTube as a form of entertainment for the last five or seven years. I love watching YouTube videos from all kinds of verticals, different categories. Um, every once in a while, I'll watch Twitch, uh, but it's not ever a mantra painter. It's like a video game player. Mm. Um, so, when <laughs> so when it comes to miniature painting content, I watch most of it on YouTube. But like you, there aren't many creators that create consistently quality content. And for me, what I care about mostly is entertainment, not so much education. Mm -hmm. um, but when they're mixed, that's perfect. So the, the perfect mixture of entertainment and education is like Luke Towen. Mm -hmm. um, uh, he has engaging stuff that I love to watch that I can also pick up fun, educatish, educatish? educational <laughs> things along the way. And I love that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's miniature painting on both platforms is in its infancy. We haven't seen it come to full fruition yet. Um, so that's still, you know, it's, it's not like video game players. They have a bazillion content creators. Major right. painters have like seven. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, um, if we want to look at that from a positive standpoint, which is kind of in the, the realm of what I've been mentally working through and creating initial level plans of, of content creation is, is it feels more obtainable. Like if I feel like I want to go stream Apex Legends next Monday. <laughs> I have percent chance <laughs> of, of building a, a a base of of people that come to watch me. For the audio listeners, that was zero percent chance. Is, that is zero, <laughs> zero. Um, but mini painting, on the other hand, there's a it's a tight knit community. Yeah, um, it's a small community. Um, it's a niche community, but there's room. Like there's some elbow room here. Oh, I just hit the <laughs> fucking table. I didn't need to like do a visual for a podcast, but elbow room. It's ripe for the harvest. Ripe for the harvest. Yeah. So, um, and and people are we're we're getting to a little bit of a jockeying position here now too, where I feel like there's content creators that are trying to to poof up their chest, spread their wings, build themselves, which isn't a bad thing. Um, no, it's a great thing. Um, but there's still plenty of. The water is still plenty warm, oh, plenty of room in the pool. Baby, yeah. We are at a very interesting time where 
lots of content creators are starting to arise as better than others, uh, making higher quality content than others. And it's like, oh, like miniature painting as a community is no longer just dudes rambling in front of their <laughs> handicam for 35 minutes about something they're working on, but it's actually edited and scripted and thought out beforehand, premeditated. Um, and it's like, okay, this is good. This is a, this is good growth. Or like we're, we're in like the beginning part. Right. We're f we have finally like docked from the blurtastic voyage <laughs> that whence we initially sailed and uh, we are starting anew. Yes. And there are people that are arising that in the next five years will be the premier content creators if they keep doing it. People like Miss Cast Terrain, people like, have you ever heard of Goobertown Miniatures? I have not heard of the Goobertown. Goobertown's great. Um, he made a video kind of similar to like a product comparison that I would do for what to strip your miniatures with. And he has a background in chemistry. He's a chemist in his a day job, I believe. Mm -hmm. And so we have actual science that he can give, unlike me, which I just do pseudoscience. Fake science. <laughs> uh, so it's good. He does he does great, interesting stuff. Um, and so yeah, we're gonna see more people like that that are gonna be the ones that are hitting hundred thousand subs. Um, you know, two hundred thousand subs in the next three or five years. Mm -hmm. um, if they keep up with it, if they stop, they're not gonna go anywhere. Mm -hmm. YouTube demands constant sacrifice. And I find with and maybe this is more true on the Twitch end. In in. Maybe we're too much of a niche hobby at this stage or maybe ever for it to grow to the point of where they're at from the video game perspective. But when you find um, an successful Twitch streams, Twitch streamers, from a video game perspective, they have typically one of two things and are really good at one or the other. And that is they are really, really good at the game they play mm -hmm. or they are very entertaining to watch play. Mm -hmm. Most of them are a combination. Yes. Okay. Yep. And it's really interesting for me to watch a player like uh, Shroud. Oh, God. Who is... Don't get me started on Shroud. <laughs> uh, just like, you know, top of the heap. But I, you know, one of Adam's apple punch him if I were to see him in full life, in real life. Why? I mean, he's kind of personable. He's not like a, he's not a basement dweller. He's kind of funny. Mm. Like when he just randomly screams. Have you ever seen that? Mm -mm. Okay. He'll just like scream and then say sorry. Or he won't even address it and then just start and keep playing. Like he has like funny little quirks that he includes. But anyways. That's, that's it's called Tourette's. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, and, and or you have oh, I, and I'm I'm blanking because I don't watch a lot of that. Um, Lyric, shorty. No, I'm I'm thinking of of some of the guys that that switch games for the new hotness, but they're just entertaining to watch and follow, and they pay money, will be. Yeah, yeah, and so they do a really good job of narrating and entertaining you because they switch platforms so often. Do you know who pay money, will be is no. <laughs> I wanted to keep this movie rolling, <laughs> and so I said, sure, Scott. Yeah, that guy. Yes, that guy sounds like a real thing, like a cork tree. <laughs> oh, God. Um, uh, and so we're at a point with, with Twitch miniature painting that we need personalities, we need content experts, and I'm not sure we're there yet. Yeah. I think they're incredibly talented and incredibly uh, great educators on Twitch for miniature painting right now. Sam's one of them. Sam Lenz is one of them. Check them out. Twitch.tv slash Samson Arts. Arts. Samson Arts. Yes. He's awesome. Sam. Um, because Sam has so many years under his belt and he can create things that looked amazing very quickly. Yes. Um, so he is just, I'm engaged by watching him to see it, the transformation happened so quickly before my eyes, and that's where Twitch needs to needs to go. Um, I, this is an area where I feel like I wouldn't necessarily be a good uh, Twitch streamer because I I don't work that fast. So you want to watch me put on base codes for like two and a half hours, dude? Holy crap! Like that's hard for me. That's right. hard for me. Yeah. Um, I get that. But but Sam can do it well. Sam's biggest restriction. I'm gonna be honest here. Is he needs to get that technology up to date, up to date, and I think he's getting there mm -hmm. um, to where you know the quality of his streams really match the quality of his artwork. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. He, he, I think he, 
He's not a fan of technology in general. Or maybe just doesn't care to learn about it. <sighs> That's me too, though, so I feel it. Man. I love technology. Just, fuck. just um, let me do the thing I want to do. That's why I like miniature painting. I don't need a widget to tell me to do it. I just It's just me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All by myself. <laughs> um, I... There isn't a single miniature painter that I watch on Twitch, and it's not because they're terrible, but it's because I have so such limited time that none of them produce content that is so amazing that I need to spend several hours watching it. And when I paint, I don't listen to anything. I don't watch anything. I just quiet. Um, often because I'm recording. Um, so I don't sure. know. There's never a time when I have an opportunity to watch a Twitch stream other than while I'm at my day job and I'll like pop into Sam's stream while I'm on lunch and be like, hey, what's up, dude? I'll stay there for like 30 minutes and then leave. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'll do that with Jimmy the Brush um, or any any one of the other people. Um, so yeah, I, I, so I don't ever consume managed printing content on Twitch. I do on YouTube. So when it comes to preferences, I prefer YouTube. That makes sense. I'm mm-hmm. a content creator for YouTube. But I've done both. Um, some people not, may not know. Um, I Twitch streamed for a full year, five days a week. At what time? 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. And that is that why like all your best friends are from Europe? No. Yes, all my all my patrons once Twitch subs are like all British and French and European because I was streaming during EU lunchtime. Yeah. But anyways, let me talk about my let me talk about my experience. So like say, hmm, I'm gonna talk about my experience from the perspective of being wanted to be a full time content creator. Twitch Arena. Yeah. So it's like you know Twitch or YouTube. What I will say is if you want to do one or the other, pick one. Don't try to do both until you have full time to do both. Oh, sure. Right? Pick one. Give it everything that you got. Okay? So caveat, I wasn't doing that. I was splitting my attention between both platforms. Sure. And that might have been the reason why I didn't find really any measurable success on Twitch. But... The way that Twitch pays content creators, I wasn't, I was a Twitch affiliate. I wasn't a partner, I was an affiliate because I, I wasn't averaging 100 viewers a stream. I was more around the 40 to 60 range. And you need to hit that 100 or it's like 100 or 80 or something like that mm-hmm. to get that partnership. And so the way it worked was say I had like 50 to 60 Twitch subs. Um, each one gave me two and a half bucks. And the other two and a half went to Amazon or Twitch, whoever I think whoever gets it. I don't know. A big man upstairs, somebody. Right. right. Um, and then once you accrued a hundred bucks, like you know, this, this is like pocket change. Um, uh, once you accrued a hundred bucks, you would get that a hundred bucks in the next two months. So say I got a hundred bucks at the end of April, I'd get paid that in June. Okay, and I get paid that 100 bucks plus anything I had accrued up until April, okay? So then the cycle will start over again. So then June comes to an end, do you have $100? No, okay. July comes to an end, do you have $100? Oh, you do now. I'll pay you that $100 in two months. September. Okay, so the thing about this, that's fine, okay? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna complain about that payment schedule. If you're not earning $100 or more a month, you likely don't need it every single month. Sure. You're not doing it for a job. Sure. Right? Um, the thing that was kind of nefarious about Twitch was that not only were they taking half of the Twitch sub amount, but then another half of my half evaporated into, into the nether. And I had no idea where that money went. Um, so, it, so Twitch would say, you earned this much money. And I would look at what I was getting paid. And I was like, what happened to 40% of it? And I asked Twitch that and they're like, oh, it's like for like taxes and like processing fees. And I was like, 40% of it? What the, f-? like you're already taking half of it. Right. Why are you taking another half? <laughs> um, so that that really soured my uh, opinion of Twitch. And that's when I was like, I'm not gonna, I, I put so much time into this and I'm getting nothing out of it in terms of I'm not getting any closer to doing this thing full time. And so I cut Twitch off after a year and then did YouTube and it is exploded. And I've been so much more profitable as a content creator with YouTube than just with Twitch. Um, so I prefer Twitch for wanting to make a, sorry, YouTube for wanting to make a living as well versus Twitch because of that experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Um, and there's there's definitely benefits of, of Twitch in terms of like barrier of entry or, or um, amount of work outside of the when your stream is going. Because mm-hmm. like, in Twitch, you stream, you end stream, you're good. Mm-hmm. In YouTube, you've got to record everything. Well, plus, if you're going to write a script prior and then all your editing afterwards. Mm-hmm. So the amount of hours... It's not an apples apples thing. I guess, no, it isn't. You're right. Um, right that way. Uh, yeah, and I want to be uh, nice to Twitch. I wasn't giving it everything that I was. You know, I'm not like I ever did with YouTube. I never tried that hard. You know, I had a stream overlay. I had like features, like my own sound bites when like subscriptions happen. I had like a webcam and a palette cam at some points. So I had like some features, but I never, I never gave it my whole being. And typically, social media is like it when you do that. Mm-hmm. They like it. When you you sacrifice yourself at the altar of X. Sure. Um, And I never did that with Twitch. So that could have been why I wasn't so successful because there are people on Twitch who are significantly more successful than me. One of them being Jimmy the Brush. One of them being Shoshi in miniatures. Um, Flick. Flickster. Flick is amazing. He is amazing, dude. Um, Yeah, so I want to be fair to Twitch when when I say this experience that I had. Now, we talked about something earlier. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to talk about... Okay, so go ahead, go ahead. Go no, ahead. you can talk. I just talked for like 30 minutes. Oh, cause, but I talked for 30 before that, so I don't, don't feel bad. But <laughs> we got we to gotta chop up our, our, our big rants, though. Um, okay, from a consumption standpoint, mm-hmm. or even the using the either of these medias for our hobby... What do you think are the pros and cons of each? So we can use these to determine which, I mean, we don't need to choose one or the other at the end of the day, but what are the pros and cons? I they guess, should of both each? exist for sure. Right. They should both exist. So, so what is, what is, in your opinion, what are the benefits of live streaming miniature painting mm-hmm. and what are the downsides of it? Okay. I think it's pretty obvious to me what the benefits of live stream painting are, but that you can ask a content creator while they are doing the thing, while they, why they are doing it. Yeah. And you, presumably you also don't ever skip a step. Sure. Maybe a streamer paints some stuff off stream, but at least while you're watching the stream, it is impossible to skip a step like you can with an edit in YouTube. Right. Um, so you see everything and you can also ask questions during the process. It's like a, it's like a, you know, it's like a class at Adepticon. You can stop the guy teaching and be like, wait, why are you doing that? Um, so that, I think that's the strong point of Twitch, but it's also a negative, which I'll explain later. Okay. It, I, th- I, think, I think it's a strong point for Twitch in theory. Yes. Okay? Yes. I don't think it's used that way. No. Um, I think that, and not for the content, not to say content creators are at fault. I'm not saying, oh, Flickster's not good at Twitch because he doesn't do what Scott just said you're supposed to do. That's not at all the case. And oftentimes content creators try to, streamers try to do that. But when you get 100 people in there mm-hmm. and you have folks asking you questions in all different directions, mm-hmm. and also your screen is up here and your mini is down here, and you can do one thing at, at a time. If you're going back and forth, which you kind of have to do with the questions and the interacting and the painting, you're not doing either one of those things consistently and you're not giving it your all to those things. Right. So it feels very divisive to me. I like the interaction with the artist, but it's at a great sacrifice to the creation of the art. Ooh, yeah, that's a great way to put it. The other thing, we mentioned this earlier about Ben Comments. When you watch Ben Comments paint, he can create something amazing uh, in five brush strokes. Yeah. Okay, and that's just because he's been painting for 20 years. Yep. And he just knows, he learns. It's it's intrinsic to his very person. Mm-hmm. That is not the case for 99% of Twitch streamers um, who are miniature painters. So when they paint something, it, it's it's a labor of love and it is for me as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I cut that crap out on YouTube videos because 95% of people don't want to see that because it's boring as heck. (laughs) And it is boring. It's boring Um, when I'm doing it myself. I don't want someone else to do it. Right, exactly. And there there are people that are going to comment, be like, oh, I want to see that. It's like, no, you don't. (laughs) You'll see it one time and never watch it again because it's always the same thing. Yeah. Um, So yeah, so Twitch painters who aren't Ben Comets, you know, 99% (laughs) of them, 
have to really labor over what they're painting. So in a single one to four hour session, they don't make great strides because no. painting miniatures takes time, it turns out. Yeah. If you're batch painting or if you're painting a single model to a high quality. Yep. Um, and you, so it's really hard to see that transformation uh, because it takes a long time because we're not all Ben Comets. <laughs> To keep going back, <laughs> some of, some of the stuff that I enjoy most of from watching Twitch are the are the people that are um, doing it on commission to a lower standard. So they are trying to capitalize on their dollars or hours invested for the dollars they're making. Yes, and I like to see what is where do they draw the line before they move to the next step, mm. or what is they consider consider good enough, or how do they do this part as quickly as possible? Yes. And I don't expect them to explain that to me. That's just maybe my own intake of what I find curiously interesting. Right. And there are there are some great people that do that um, on Twitch. And so you can because the more content creators we can get for our hobby on Twitch, the more we can each find our niche or watch people for a certain reason. Right. There is the pyramid methodology when you get more people invested in something, it raises the whole platform up. Not not pyramid scheme. Oh shoot! No 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 no. I had an idea. So like when people come into YouTube and they have ten thousand subs and they're making stuff better than me, mm -hmm. I'm like, whoa! I need to step my game up because I have more subs than these people. I should be better than them. Mm -hmm. So there's this like there's this thing where it's like, holy cow! Whenever you get more people involved in Twitch or in YouTube, it raises the whole thing up. And if you don't raise your game, you're going to fall off into obscurity. Right. Um, so yes, the more people that are doing it, definitely the better it gets for everyone. Um, that's definitely true. Okay. YouTube. YouTube. What the are the, the, the benefits and the downfalls of miniature painting on YouTube? What a great question. Mm. Let me fire back with another question for you. False. <laughs> Average viewer on YouTube, are they watching videos for entertainment or for education? Entertainment, 100%. 100%. 100%. So here's the downfall of YouTube. It's a real talent to know how to make a video that's entertaining. Yeah. And I don't have, I don't have it figured out. I have no clue. My Homecoming series has so many lulls in pace and entertainment where if I was a third party watching it, I'd cut out because I was like, this guy's boring. Mm -hmm. So... There's a real, real skill to making something entertaining, engaging, and educational. The three E's. E <laughs> and because we are in the infancy, infancy of YouTube and major painting, there are not many people who know how to do that, myself included. Mm. Um, so the downfall is that you might get one of those E's or two of those E's, but you never get three of them. Right. Never. So it's like... Is this guy focusing on education or is he focusing on entertainment or is he focusing on something else? But you never get all of them and it's always lacking in some way. Mm. I wonder I wonder how far we are away from the generation that goes to, to, to school for, for editing or, or fil film with the purpose of oh, oh. becoming a professional YouTuber. Can I tell you a story? You, you may. My wife works for a school district. Amber likes to talk about the fact that I make YouTube videos a lot. And one of the teachers found out that I did, and she was like, everyone in my fifth grader class wants to be a YouTuber when they grow up. Yeah. Can he come and talk to them during career day? And I was like, hell yeah, that's amazing. I'd love to do that. Um, unfortunately, it's on the Wednesday we leave for Adepticon. No! I know, so lame, so I can't go. Wait, what time, did you, what time would you talk? I don't know. Like you could take the, we talked about the taking the day off, take the whole day off, go smack that sucker at 8.30 a.m., <laughs> drink drink a juice box, head to my house, yeah, go to Adepticon. Kids go to school early, don't they? Dude, we're, they're, yes. they're there at like eight. Yes. Gross. Um, so you get up at like 4.30. What are you talking <laughs> I get up about? I five, dude. Oh, you said you make... Do you literally just like roll out of bed and don't even open your eyes and sit in front of your computer? The trick is to have your alarm clock not in arm's reach. Oh. So you have to stand up to go get it. If it's yeah. next to you, you're never going to wake up. No, my wife would wake up like five minutes before me and punch me. Exactly. <laughs> I would sleep. If you're letting it. it go off, yeah, your wife's going to punch you. Yeah. But anyways, what you were saying, how far away are, are we away from that? 
it's got to be close. It's got to be close. Every single kid wants to be a Twitch streamer, wants to be Shroud, wants to be mm-hmm. um, freaking Ninja, um, or they want to be, you know, for better or for worse, uh, Jake and Logan Paul. Mm-hmm. Do you know who Jake and Logan Paul are? No. Uh, it doesn't matter who they are. <laughs> um, there are That's very, just three middle names. Very popular YouTubers. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't imagine we're very far away from that, like the industrialization of right. like like engineering YouTube careers, you know. <laughs> see, see, my um, we're going down a rabbit hole here, but my theory is is this is not this is just a, a new coat of paint on going to Hollywood to be a movie star. Ooh, right, going to college it, for movie making. Right. Yeah. So you you can go to Hollywood to become a, a famous actor, mm-hmm. and then you're going to end up a waiter. Or waitress, yeah. right? You can start your own YouTube channel from home to become a famous YouTuber. Yep. And guess what? You're going to become a waiter or a waitress. Yep. Because there's way more into it than just turning on the camera and everybody finds you. There's a lot more investment and education and research and be be actually being a content expert. Like yeah. there are people that aren't a content expert in anything, but... I don't know how the f- they do it. Personality. Yeah. I mean, I guess, but that's, you know, then you might as well just go to Hollywood. Yeah. So let me flip the questions on you. What are the cons and pros of Twitch and YouTube? Did I miss any? Um, For me, okay, I got one big one for YouTube. Okay. Okay. The plus side is that it's a much more controlled uh, environment for you to educate. And, and much yeah. of our our mini painting audience is coming to learn yes okay um they will they may come to learn they will stay if they're entertained yes that is a perfect way to put it they may not think that no but take out the entertainment they're all gonna leave right and And i I have a comment about this but keep going okay um the issue is learning to mini paint on youtube is akin to getting your college degree online. You're not actually learning from an interaction with another human being that helps you improve at a quicker rate. Hmm. Okay. Now, there are many people that succeed and do very well with learning online mm-hmm. and getting their college degrees online. Right. But you need a certain degree of self-motivation and drive that many of us that come to the Miniax channel to learn how to wet blend do not have or do not realize the commitment it takes. Mm-hmm. So they don't have Scott screaming at them at 5 a.m. saying paint more minis and making sure they paint for two hours before they go to work, <laughs> right? And if they could do that, if your video could inspire that, then it would have the effect of Scott showing up at your house and sitting like this and painting together. Are you saying I should make an alarm clock? Yeah. Screaming to paint more minis? <laughs> oh, that is a great idea. At 5 a.m. and you can't change it. No, that's, you just get one. Yeah. What would it look like? It'd be my face, and it'd be like one of those like... Uh, Nutcracker like puppets where like just the jaw goes up and down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what it would be. All right, and then just like the the time is like etched over your forehead, like it was. You don't even need time. It's it's just an alarm. How does it tell what time it is time to pay more minis? (laughs) (laughs) Tell me, Scott. Okay, so Twitch. What are the pros and cons of it? Did did I get it all? (laughs) Did you get it all? Um. I have to remember what I said. Yeah. Okay. So the biggest, the toughest thing with with Twitch is that the forum is set to to have interaction with your audience, and it's not an art form that is effective to do at the same time as interacting with your audience. Yeah. You need to spend your time doing one or the other. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess if you had, like, if you had your your screen for chat, like, literally right here while you're painting right here, and you didn't have to move at all, and you could go back, your eyes could go back and forth, maybe you'd be more efficient at it? There's an idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
because I think just so much time is wasted there. Yeah. Um, what I find when I um, when I listen to because I say most of my Twitch consumption is listening more than watching mm -hmm. because I uh, very rarely watch and I'm like, oh, awesome. When I hear them talk about something and talking about a technique when they're doing, then I may step away and watch for a couple minutes to see what they're talking about. Um, but from a visual media perspective, we just, most of us don't make the mini look much different over the course of an hour. Yeah. Right? Yes. You got to have that whole working through the ass end of the mini in the last, <laughs> like the last 15%. I wish I could do, this is what I want. Like I want to do a Twitch stream where the only thing I stream is the last 15% of every mini that I paint. Yeah. How do I take this from like good to great? Right. Yeah. So then it's just like an entertainment consumption of, you know, of like a visual stimuli of looking, it, it looks cool. That'll probably work. Yeah. You but then I'd have to paint a mini to 80% between every stream. Do it. That seems like Then make a YouTube video about the 80%. <laughs> and then, then be like, if you want to see the end of this, got to come to the Twitch stream. Oh my gosh. Perfect. There great. Go. There's your concept. I'm going to quit my job tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Last thing I wanted to mention about entertainment. I do a series called Heavy Metal Marines. <laughs> you might be aware of it. People, <laughs> Maybe you've heard of it. People ask me to do more all the time. Mm -hmm. They're like, can you please do the Raptor Legion, Space Wolves? Have you, do you even Thousand Suns, bro? Dude, Thousand Suns. <laughs> insert 75 other chapters. Um, <laughs> like it's the same thing. It's yeah. just a different color. Yeah, so here's the problem. If I did that, if that was the video I released every single Friday, it was a different chapter, you would see a decline in views month after month. Yeah. Um, because... It's the same fucking thing <laughs> over and over and over again. You just change the colors. Um, but if you do one every two months or every four months, you just smack the hell out of those views. Yes. So I think I've done one so far in 2019 and it's March. Oh, you got another one coming up. Oh, I do. Well, I don't. That That is not a teaser. No, I don't. Uh, uh, not happening. Not from the new whatever, whatever box with the chaos sexy boys. Sisters of battle. Um... Is that a space marine? Like, that's a lady. It's close enough. Okay. It's a female space marine. Come on. I know um, they don't look like the... Okay, shut, shut up. up. Right. Um, I did, what, two? Two? Oh, no, I did four in 2018. That's 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 a lot. So that was every three months? No, I couldn't have. Because I started in 2016, I did two. Salamanders, Ultramarines. And then I did Blood Angels, Nurgle in 2017. Yeah, <laughs> 2018, I did... I've done two a year. Nice. Right? So I think that's respectable. So if you do one every six months, people are like, oh, this is new and fresh. I like this. But if I did one every single Friday, you guys would hate it. Oh, I would hate you so much. Yeah. It'd be the worst thing in the world. So the thing about entertainment on YouTube is it's more important than you think it is. Mm -hmm. um, even if you don't admit it. Like, you know. So I don't know where I was going with that. But that's the end of my point. Um, recap. Twitch versus YouTube. The idea of Twitch is great. Being able to ask a creator in the middle of the process what they're doing and see a, a thing from start to end. That in theory sounds great. In practice is not really how it works because no one is good enough to be able to achieve something amazing in two or three hours and also respond to questions in the process um, right. or do both perfectly. On YouTube, the problem is that um, it's a virtual coach. It's never going to self-motivate you to learn the thing that's being taught in it because all it is is a video at the end of the day. Yep. Um, and also videos are reliant on the person. Do they know how to edit? Do they know how to be a, an, enter an entertainer? Do they know how to educate? Like there are so many things that rely on the person being good at those things for them to make effective videos that you may get one, two or three or none of them. Mm -hmm. um, so they both have the shortcomings. Both social medias are in their infancy and you will see massive change in the next two, three years. Um, so be on the lookout because it's definitely improving in yeah. five years. I, I wanted to say one more thing because I think like this is really important that okay. I've learned in the last couple of weeks. Okay. And I, I didn't know it was a thing and I'm, I feel silly for it, but I want think it's important to mention. Okay. The uh, Another major benefit might be the biggest current benefit of Twitch, uh, of consuming Twitch content for mini painting is the community. Oh my God, yes. Uh, I didn't realize. Oh my God, yes. It's like I see the same faces I, I talk with the same people. 
these folks know each other. The streamers know each other. They yes. watch it. They watch each other's streams. Preach. So, and I didn't realize it was as tight knit. They help each other grow their streams. They help shout out each other and show each other's work. Um, many of the, the streamers, um, they have the whip day where you can submit your pictures and they go through and try to help, you know, by, based on the picture that you sent in and, and kind of give you feedback. And so they have discord so you can interact and all that kind of stuff and like make other friends, make groups that are in the similar boat as you. And maybe that ends up being more valuable than the actual in that moment, what's on that screen. So some of these folks do an amazing job. A job with that um and I'm, I'm just learning about all sorts of uh great content creators Dude, through that so that's such a good point because i know that too from my experience on twitch um it's it's non-existent on youtube right non-existent but whenever i pop into a stream and say hey that streamer is like what up maniac if you haven't you've heard of maniac's youtube channel check it out here here's the link i think uh Oh shoot! What's his name? Jimmy the Brush has a command for me. If you do like <laughs> exclamation mark maniac, it'll get my YouTube channel. That's how nice those people are. Yeah. Um. Holy cow! Yeah. Great thing about YouTube. Right. right. Yep. And and I didn't I didn't understand that I think fully until I spent some more time there and I got to hang out with some people. Yeah. Yeah. So, absolutely. So I'm hoping uh, by the time I don't know if this this will release before or after Adepticon, but. Um, if it's after Adepticon, I hope I got to meet a bunch of people that I've been talking with, talking with mm-hmm. on uh, uh, on Twitch. Um, and if it happens before Adepticon, uh, find me at Twitch. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Did I just say find me at Twitch? Yeah, you did. <laughs> I, I, had a stroke. I didn't realize it either. <laughs> I had a stroke <laughs> right now. Uh, find me a Twitch. Okay, maybe we should end this. Oh, we're, Lord. We're going on over 50 minutes here. Oh, boy. Okay, that wraps it up. That's season zero, episode three of Deafening Roar. Put Let us a know. lid on it. Let us know what we could do better, how we could improve the stream, and whether or not you want to see this thing continue. This is the last episode of the test season. We will continue it if you like it, uh, or we won't if you don't. Um we're excited about it. We're excited to keep doing it. But if the interest isn't there, then we're just talking yeah. into an empty room. And, and maybe maybe the interest is there, but for us to talk about something completely different, right? Can yeah. we just, like, talk about what we ate for lunch today? Every yeah. time? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, let's think out of the box here. Okay. I want to I wanna okay. sh- shred down those walls okay. and yeah, keep rebuild the society anew. Okay. Now we're just rambling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's going to wrap it up, guys. We will catch you later on the next Miniac release. Looking forward to seeing what kind of suggestions you have in the comment section below. Catch you on the flip. Flippity flop.